We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. A real attack on democracy. The left likes to use that phrase, don't they? They use it all the time. They talk about anything and everything that Donald Trump does or that conservatives do, or that, uh, you know, before Kevin McCarthy and now Mike Johnson do, anything that Republicans do is considered to be a threat to democracy. Now we have a true threat to democracy, and we are going to have to discuss it. The state of Colorado, by the way, by way of four judges, in a four to three decision on the Colorado Supreme Court, has decided that we do not have democracy, in, in, at least in their state. They do not have democracy. Democracy, of course, is the act of the people electing their leaders. That's the democratic process. People get, by the way, I don't want to just, people get all, you know, befuddled by the difference between democracy and republic. We are not a democracy. We are a republic. However, we use the democratic process to have our elections, to choose the leaders that we send to our uh, governments, uh, our legislatures, and our executive offices to then manage the republic. They make decisions for us. We choose them to go there and do our will. That's what a representative republic is. However, getting those leaders it does indeed involve what's known as democracy, the democratic process. It's why we have our two parties called Democrat and Republican. One features the democracy part of our, of our government and our method of electing them, and the other, of course, the republic itself. So this is the reality. Colorado has said democracy, at least in the state of Colorado, is dead because they are not going to allow the voters of Colorado to decide whom they want as their president. They will not see the name of the leader of one of the two major parties, the man who's leading in the polls by massive margins, the man who is a former president and who is the clear favorite to win the nomination this time cannot appear that name cannot appear on a colorado presidential getting that breaking news about the colorado state supreme court uh saying based on the 14th amendment and uh former president trump's actions during january 6th that he is not allowed to be on the ballot uh in colorado just receiving word from the trump campaign a reaction to this ruling Quote, unsurprisingly, the all-Democrat-appointed Colorado Supreme Court has ruled against President Trump, supporting a Soros-funded left-wing group scheme to interfere in election on behalf of crooked Joe Biden by removing President Trump's name from the ballot and eliminating the rights of Colorado voters to vote for the candidate of their choice. Democrat Party leaders are in a state of paranoia over the growing dominant lead President Trump has amassed in the polls. Every word of that is accurate. Every word of that is accurate. President Trump is the leader of the opposition party of the current president. Now, they want to call him crooked Joe Biden. I mean, it fits. It's not very becoming, but whatever. Um, 
Every single bit of that is true. He's the leader of the opposition party challenging crooked Joe Biden and removing his name essentially removes democracy. It removes the choice, removes the opportunity for the people of the state of Colorado to decide for themselves. And what's even worse? What's worse is that this is not the only state. You probably are aware that there are other states that are considering such things. As a matter of fact, uh, quite a few. There are around a dozen states that have lawsuits right now. Now, that doesn't mean a dozen state Supreme Courts are going to do what Colorado did. But there are lawsuits that have been brought in about a dozen other states to do the same thing. Oregon, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Wyoming, Texas. And again, Texas isn't going to, I can't imagine Texas would go along with this the way Colorado Supreme Court did, but the suit is there. Um, this is going on in uh, Wisconsin. It's going on in Michigan. It's going on in West Virginia. It's going on in Virginia. It's going on in South Carolina. It's going on in New York. It's going on in Vermont. It's going on in New Jersey. That might be more than a two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, it's about fifteen states actually that have um, lawsuits right now to remove Donald Trump's name from the ballot using the archaic and never-before-used Civil War-era 14th Amendment. That's what this is. Using the 14th Amendment and alleging that Donald Trump committed an insurrection or led an insurrection or conspired to commit insurrection in order to overthrow the government. That's what this says. Now, you might wonder, and I am wondering, how it is that a Supreme Court can determine that Donald Trump led an insurrection without an actual, what are those things called again when you accuse somebody of something and then they get a chance to defend themselves of that something? What's that called again before a verdict is passed? Oh, a trial! What a novel concept! They decided, did these Supreme Court justices, that Donald Trump led an insurrection without having him tried for leading an insurrection. And when someone is punished without having stood trial, what do we call that? We call that a denial of his, um, what's that? There's two words again. What are those things that, that are supposed to be the bedrock of our constitutional protections in the criminal justice system? What's that called again when you had, they have to actually give you the opportunity to defend yourself and that they have to prove you despite the justice systems, the courts, um, uh, standard, that you are innocent until they prove you are not innocent. They have to prove you guilty, and they have to do so beyond a reasonable doubt. And you get a chance to challenge all of that. What's that called again? That due process. That's it. Colorado Supreme Court justices, four of them, decided that Donald J. Trump doesn't deserve due process by way of a trial, to prove that he led an insurrection before removing his name from the ballot, punishing him for something he has not been proven to have done, denying the voters 
of Colorado, a very important state. Not that any one state would be any more or less important than another, given the circumstances of this, of this case. But Colorado voters won't get a chance to choose who they want to be president because they have denied him a trial and due process. They decided he was guilty of this. By what? How did these judges decide without a... First of all, usually cases have to go to trial, then through an appeals court process in order to get to a state supreme court. With no original trial and thus no verdict to appeal and no appellate verdict uh, beyond that and then another and another till we get to a district court and then up to the Supreme Court, what the hell are they ruling on? What are they using to decide that Donald Trump can't be on the ballot because he led an insurrection? Um, media coverage? And that is literally the only answer here. Since there has been no evidence laid out in a court of law against Donald J. Trump for leading an insurrection, no evidence in a court of law that was then challenged by a defense and then sent to a jury to decide whether he committed uh, a conspiracy to commit insurrection or committed an actual or carried out an insurrection, etc. Since that trial was never held, how can the Supreme Court decide we're going to uphold the guilty verdict? Without any evidence being presented, the only thing they had to go on is what the media said. So what, did the justices in the state of Colorado... Just sit around and watch CNN for the last three years? Watch MSNBC? Watch the extraordinarily unfair and unbalanced January 6th committee have their little primetime deliberations produced by an ABC television executive for, for, for a show? Did they say, we're watching lots of TV? And we're reading a lot of stuff in the New York Times and a lot in the Washington Post. Hell, probably in the Denver Post. We're reading a lot of really, really bad stuff about this guy. And even though that's not technically evidence because it's media coverage, and even though it's technically not um, a trial, it's enough for us to say, man, it looks really, really bad. He's guilty. You can't be on the ballot. Ladies and gentlemen, What the hell country are we living in? What happened to the United States of America where a Supreme Court can decide someone's guilt without a trial, without due process, without formal charges being administered? What what country are we in? Using, again... The 14th Amendment, never before used in the history of the country from the Civil War era, which was, which was written in the unlikely event that someone were to raise armies against the United States government. Now, that happened when it comes to the Confederacy, but that has not happened at any other time. No one much less Donald Trump has raised armies to forcefully overthrow the United States government. That would be an insurrection or a coup d'etat. That would be a very, very different story. And even if Donald J. Trump had raised armies 
with weapons and, and, and made a charge on the federal government to overthrow it, even if he had done that, he would still have to be tried for that. So point one, he didn't. At point two, he, there was no trial for that. How could he be banned from a ballot? And point number three that I haven't heard anybody talking about yet. How can Donald J. Trump overthrow a government that he was already in charge of? You do realize January 6, 2021 predated January 20th of 2021. Joe Biden wasn't sworn sworn in as the leader of the new government until January 20th. On January 6th, Donald Trump was still the president of the United States. He can't overthrow his own government. Asking the United States Congress to stop short of certifying the elections until an audit can be conducted is not an overthrow of the government. It is not an insurrection. Directing patriotic people to peacefully, emphasis on peaceful, peacefully make your voices heard down at the Capitol is also not raising armies to attack and overthrow a government that you're already in charge of. It is make your voices heard. Let the electors inside know that there are some, there are some doubt about the, what they're about to do. Maybe we ought to slow, pump the brakes a little bit and slow down and have an audit. None of that matters. All of those things that I just said would be multiplied exponentially in minute detail in the course of a trial. Trump attorneys would raise all of the points that I just made and then a billion others that are more legally foundational than my colloquial uh, paraphrasing of the law, but they would raise all of those in a trial. And if, after that trial, a, a jury decided that, yes, he is guilty, he didn't raise armies, but it was enough for us, he's guilty, then we get to the appeals. Then we get to another appeal. And then maybe it eventually gets to a Supreme Court. All of that was waived. The 14th Amendment's insurrection clause cannot possibly apply to Donald Trump's January 6th speech at the Ellipse and the subsequent march to the Capitol, the peaceful protesting that was then ginned up into a riot. And yes, it was a riot, but a riot is not an insurrection. Ginned up into a riot by hundreds of federales, all... uh, um, infiltrated into the crowd, infiltrating the, the Trump supporters, wearing Trump gears, riding ghost buses, you know, gear, you know, the, you know the story by now. <sighs> President Trump incited and encouraged the use of violence and lawless action to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power, the court wrote. The tenor of President Trump's messages to his supporters in exhorting them to travel to Washington, D.C. on January 6th was obvious and unmistakable. The allegedly rigged election was an act of war, and those victimized by it had an obligation to fight back and fight aggressively. And President Trump's supporters did not miss or understand the message. The cavalry was coming to fight, end quote. 
The Colorado justices acknowledged that they did not reach these conclusions lightly, but the ruling applies to both the 2024 primary and general election ballots and could prompt the U.S. Supreme Court to offer a ruling on the appeal to the United States Supreme Court on a concur- and a concurrent request for a stay of this deeply undemocratic decision, is what Stephen Chung said, uh, Trump campaign spokesman. We have full confidence the U.S. Supreme Court will quickly rule in our favor and quickly put an end to these un-American lawsuits, end quote. I hope that is the case. I agree with Stephen Chung, and I, and I think that will be the case, but it does not undo the damage. The damage has been done. The Colorado Supreme Court has made it clear that due process no longer applies in the United States. That being tried, being accused, arrested, tried, convicted, and then sentenced, all of those steps can be completely eliminated. We're just going to jump right over all of those steps and go right to conviction and sentencing, right to punishment. You can't be president. You can't appear on the ballot. Nobody gets a chance to see your name there. The people are denied their right to cast a vote for the candidate of their choice. That is where we are. States have a great discretion in how they appoint electors. This will throw the entire system of electing president that we've now established for over 200 years into disarray. It's, it's a scandal. It's a shame. The justices who wrote this decision ought to be ashamed of themselves. It's a purely partisan ploy. And the Supreme Court ought to take this up as soon as possible and get us back to the business of electing presidents based on what the people want, not what partisans want and what they can get partisan judges to enact, which clearly violates the, the explicit terms of the Constitution itself. Yeah. Few people in America know and understand and have worked with and have educated on the U.S. Constitution better than Alan Dershowitz, and you just heard it. This is beyond a scandal. This is a moment in, in American history, honestly that is either going to be repeated and replicated and become the new normal where due process and trials are just antiquated uh, uh, ideas of the past, and we are just going to go on media coverage and emotion on deciding who is guilty of what and what their punishments can be. Either that is going to result from this case, or we are going to see a massive sea change against this sort of unconstitutional, undemocratic assault on the will of the American people and on the rights of one American citizen, Donald Trump. One of those two things is going to happen here. This is extraordinarily damaging. This is a new low for the for the Democrats. I didn't know if they could go any lower, but they did. I would like to pledge allegiance to our flag, but I'm going to hold off on that right now because I'm a little bit too PO'd at the way our flag and our country is being treated right now we'll do it before the end of the hour but we're going to take a time out here um i'm open this next half hour we've got guests at 10 10 10 35 and 11 10 but i'm open this next half hour i want you to react to what you heard yesterday from colorado